Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 19 of the Billy Wonka Experience. My name is Daryl. I'll be riding, riding solo today with just the audio version of our podcast. Bryce and Trevor, well, I think they're enjoying their long weekend, which they should be. The weather's beautiful, and game three tonight, what a better way to enjoy your long weekend by camping, being at the lake, drinking some beer, and watching a hockey game. It is going to be a thriller tonight. You can find more episodes of the Billy Wonka Experience on all major podcasting platforms. You can check out the full videos of most of our episodes on YouTube, and you can also find some of the clips of and different audio clips on Instagram. Game two didn't disappoint, not from my standpoint. Yes, Mike Smith did start off a little bit shaky, but we're going to break down game two in just a short five to ten minute episode. This complex with the Edmonton Oilers that they have with their goaltending, it seems as though whenever they start to play a game, their performance really is, it hinders on the goaltender's performance. Mikko Koskinen did this with them for the last four years where whenever he was in net, if they were a little bit worried about what his, his game was going to be like, the rest of the team really started to show that nervousness and that anxiousness. Thankfully, in game two, Mike Smith started to pick it up. There was a quick two goals by the Calgary Flames. This has been their MO throughout the entire season. They score early and they score often. But the Oilers showed a lot of grit, stick to And this is something that Jay Woodcroft has brought to this team since he's come up. Zach Hyman said it again in his post-game uh, press conference that throughout all of the teams that he's played on, this Oilers squad has been one who their determination to win and their will to stay in the game has been next level, something that he's never experienced. And I would I would agree with that, but that again is very much hinders on the goaltender's performance. It started off as a bit of a nail biter, but as it's been throughout the entire postseason, I've never expected the Oilers to get blown out in any game. You know that they're going to be in it, and when they're playing the Calgary Flames, their will to win is there. Connor McDavid is by far the biggest catalyst of this will to win. What did they say in the intermission? He is the fastest player to reach 20 points in the postseason. Nine games is all it's taken him to get to 20 points. His performance and his will to win is next level. And I'm just going to say this. Connor McDavid is the best player on the planet, full stop. No comparisons to Austin Matthews. No comparisons to Sidney Crosby. He is the best player on the planet, and I'm so thankful that we're all able to watch him play hockey the way that he has, and I'm even more grateful because he is an Edmonton Oiler. Well, I don't know what else to say about Connor, so we're going to leave it there. I also have to backtrack. In episode 18, I had referenced how Nugent Hopkins only had one point in four games, and I was mistaken. Uh, Bryce's daughter pointed it out. He actually had two assists in game one. I didn't notice it. He wasn't noticeable as a player on the ice, but I will uh, I will eat crow on that one because he did have two assists. Game two, he was a much, much better player. Everybody really was a better player on the ice. We saw Warren Fogle draw back into the game, and so was Archibald. Archibald's performance, so other than a few hits here and there, it was good, but I'm glad that they brought Fogle back into the mix because his speed, like Bryce had mentioned, he's got a lot of speed and he can hit, and that really did add a little bit more sandpaper to the team for game two. This is, I don't know how many games that the Oilers have had so far in the postseason where they've been able to score multiple forms of goals. They had another power play goal last night. It wasn't a great power play, but they were one for five, I believe, or one for six. They scored a shorthanded goal, Zach Hyman with a beauty. That was his second breakaway in the game. And then obviously they finished with some more even strength scoring. They didn't 
pot the empty netter, but that's okay. Daryl Sutter mentioned in the post-game press conference that the Edmonton Oilers' individual skill far surpassed that of the Calgary Flames, and I would agree with that. But I wouldn't just say it was their individual skill. Again, when every individual is on their game, the team collectively starts to play much better. And and they were. Like, I mean, Zach Hyman, what he's able to do with his drive and determination, his puck possession is something else. Like it's I've never really seen a player who can take hits but still manage to battle through one, two, sometimes three players, keep the puck on his stick, and still make a play out of it. We saw it in game one. We saw it in the first series as well, but game two, he was just he was that much better. Um, Duncan Keith as well. I mean, this guy comes to play, and when him and Evan Bouchard are on their game, they both play quite well. He finished with one point and two or one goal and two assists. I mean, really, the entire team, the entire team, played a phenomenal game. Connor McDavid, like the first goal being disallowed, and then you see him come back, and on such an individual effort, it was Duncan Keith's pass after he got around Zadorov that uh, got him the second that goal. Just a beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful goal. Ron McLean mentioned that uh, after the game, he thought that the turning point for the Edmonton Oilers was when Blake Coleman punched Evan Bouchard into the face. And I would agree with that. I mean, we saw the Oilers turn everything around, especially him, uh, which was awesome to see. And I think I mentioned this already. But, you know, kudos to a lot of players. RNH was very noticeable that game. Ryan McLeod, man, this kid is really starting to evolve as a hockey player. And I don't know if it's just me, but I have a really hard time. When you're watching the game, if you're not looking at the jersey or you're not listening to the broadcast, his game mirrors Ryan Nugent Hopkins so much. The way that they skate, the way that they puck handle, their positioning, he's 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 really coming into his own, which is great to see. Cody Cece, again, he's I, one of their best and most consistent defensemen. He has been all offseason. Darnell Nurse, I'm not really sure where this guy's at right now. He His plays aren't great. Um... I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's not feeling well. I'm not sure what the status is with him. But, you know, if one player can definitely turn things around in Game 3, I think the, the crowd noise and everything with, with Darnell Nurse might be helpful for him. Um, but, you know, let's go back to Mike Smith and, and talk about him for just a few seconds. Again, I think what he needed with all of the hype, what did, uh, what did Bryce call it, the, uh, the jitters, he needs to settle in. He's... Like the noise and the distractions of the the energy, it can definitely get to any player. Like after all, they are human, so we we need to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm hopeful that he's okay. It looked like he took a weird shot into the glove, and I don't know if he hurt his hand, but it seemed like the rest of the game after the third period, he really started to. At every whistle, he was bent over. I don't know if he was hurt. I don't know what was happening with him, but I'm hoping hopeful that he's okay. He still had, I think, it was a 920 save percentage after all was said and done from game two. Um, but again, one of their best, your goalie's got to be your best defenseman out there. Otherwise the, the team's going to have a hard time winning any game. Game three starts tonight, six o'clock. I think it was six o'clock or six 30. Um, I'm excited to see how Oilers fans are going to react to the battle of Alberta. We've got to see what the flames fans were doing. And one of my friends had mentioned when we were watching game two, that there just wasn't a whole lot of energy in, in uh, the saddle dome, which is fair. Um, in terms of the, the fan and the, the uh, support from the fan base with Edmonton, we are best, we by far, like we, we win the fandomonium battle hands down. Like it's going to be, it's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be obnoxious. It's going to be a lot of fun for the Edmonton Oilers to be playing at home for the Battle of Alberta for the next two games. And, you know, you're just, you know, the fans are going to bring that energy, which I have no doubt. So predictions for game three, 
it's it's tough to say. I think what we what we talked about after our last podcast, Trevor had mentioned four three. I think it was. I said six five. Um, I think we're going to see another five four six five kind of game, maybe four three kind of game. There's probably going to be an empty net goal towards the end of it. It's going to be a much better of a defensive battle. Oilers, if they come out shaking the first two periods, as long as they can weather the storm, Calgary's going to shoot from everywhere on the ice. But I do have a lot of faith in this team. I do see them pulling out Game Three. They're just, there's just, they've got this stick to itiveness now, and they're going deep into a playoff run. I think they've got this. I'm going to say it'll be a five-three victory, maybe a six-four victory again for the Edmonton Oilers. Bryce and Trevor, we'll have to talk to you guys about what your thoughts are of the game for episode 20. We will revisit this. We'll have another podcast coming out next week. Today is Sunday, so we'll probably have one tomorrow. And then don't expect another episode the rest of the week, though, guys. I will be out, unable to do a podcast. But don't you worry. We will revisit it once I am back. Hopefully, we can say that the Edmonton Oilers are still in the playoffs. I see them moving on to round three. If anybody's seen what's happened between the Blues and the Avalanche, I think that series might go the distance as well. Thanks for joining, everybody. We're going to talk to you guys tomorrow. Enjoy the game tonight. Let's go Oilers. Have fun.